cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB But you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers Yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused Like this is the bottom of night Baby, you know we ready to win Sports to pop culture We cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered No end in the topic They say to the culture We sending the spark We cover yeah. all bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics to sports Baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered Yeah, yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second The topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home Yeah What up, yo? Oh, welcome. Hey, uh, sorry, guys. Some technical difficulties there. I apologize. Um, don't know what happened. It looks like we got Sam on here. We got Josh on here. We got the boys rolling. We're still waiting on our producer here. But uh, we are back with another that should be all late as usual. covered podcast. What's that? Late as usual? I said, fas- I said fashion me late as usual. Yes, yes, of course. Oh, and he tried to give so. me shit last week for it. <laughs> well, I guess it's his turn now. It's his turn to be late. Uh, but uh, as we're as we're kind of just uh, waiting on our producer to show up, uh, we are back here on a Monday. I apologize for the technical difficulties earlier. Uh but uh, you know, I got I got to make fun of Sam here a little bit. You know, I talked to Sam on the regular. Here comes Joe. So let's dial him in real quick as we get everybody rolling. And, and Joe, uh, welcome to the show, Joe. Um, thank you, thank you. So Sam has a lot of look at me, Louie moments, and uh, I, I think we're gonna start calling this out whenever one of us is like telling a story that's a total look-at-me-Louie moment. I am going to uh, call that out. Someone just kind of patting their own back. But Sam here, we're talking fantasy football today in the car. And Sam is touting his league as God as God's league of all. Uh, he's got some guy on here who has 14 season tickets to different teams. And uh, even he is like, oh, my God, this league is so good. Uh, so – I want to know, Sam, what is it about you New Yorkers that just make you think that everything around there, just that your shit doesn't stink? It's just better. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. (laughs) It's so not better. Everybody tells me New York pizza, oh, it's the best. Bagels in New York are the best. You know what? Maybe in 1980, when the rest of the fucking country had, like, Domino's and Pizza Hut, New York-style pizza was the best. But now, it's caught up. You can get great pizza in fucking Des Moines, Iowa, I'm sure. So, it's not really, like, a super special treat these days. Well, I'm taking this. These fucking New Yorkers and New Jersey people think their shit doesn't stink and everything they do is the fucking best. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> fucking what? I mean, what what's the Northeast really produced lately besides fucking the Patriots and Tom Brady? Nothing. Nothing. So anything else? I don't think I their fantasy football teams are all that. They can't compete with us Midwesterners, us real true <laughs> football in our blood fans right now. I got you're, you're pretty quiet over there, Sam. I thought there would be a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more uh, anger coming out of coming out of the New Jersey. Nah, New not really, man. Nah, I'm, I'm always pissed because Mike White fucking shot the bed. But besides that, 
you know, I really don't care. I don't give a fuck what you guys think about New York, New Jersey, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the Jets choking in the uh, red zone yesterday. Uh, forget about it. <laughs> it just means no, no free coffee at Dunkin' Donuts next day. Lou, I think Sam Oh, was my God. What's that? I think Sam was on to us. No, I think yeah, I caught you guys fishing for a minute. Where he's like, he doesn't away, give a cool. fuck. I don't give a shit what you guys what you guys think. I'm I'm from New York and we're just the fucking best. We're the it's everything's the best out here. <laughs> we got anything all the best else? rappers. Mike, anything yeah, else? All the culture is over here. You you guys in those flyover states in the Midwest don't count. <laughs> Hey, Sam, tell them, New York's got some great places, you know, like Lou's favorite place, Chinatown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, bro. I mean, there's that, right? Yeah. All right. So, aside from giving giving Sam shit today, I just – I wanted to call call that out today uh, because I just was deciding to have a little bit of fun. Uh, with this uh, motherfucker Sorv over here. So, um, anyways, let's get care. on. To some, <laughs> get on to some real talk here. The real Angle question is, how did you end up? Be, how did you end up a nigga? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how are yeah. you a Cornhuskers fan growing up in Ohio? Uh, answer that for me, dude. I, he slipped and fell one day, and answer. it was his favorite thing. How the fuck are you not an Ohio State fan? You would have had. All right, more so, than enough hey, happiness talk, to, to, to last you 10 years. Can I, can I answer the fucking question that you asked me? Probably not. Me Probably not. Nope. No, you can't. So, Absolutely not. You just okay. got to listen to it. That's how New York does, bro. Yeah. Fuck off. You, <laughs> yeah, that's how New York does. The All right, great question, Lou. How'd you become a corn husker? Oh. So... I, Really, man, I was like six six years old. Mickey Joseph was the starting quarterback for the Huskers. They were playing, um, they were playing, uh, whatchamacallit, Colorado on on TV. I I watched them. I happened to be watching the game with my dad. My dad was flipping through the channels. They ran this option offense that I thought was beautiful. I thought it was uh, just so fun to watch. And then the next season, Mickey Joseph was still there at quarterback. Uh, I think I think Nebraska went like nine and three that year, lost to Georgia Tech in the uh, Orange Bowl. And I I just remember you know th- in those days it was super regional, so I I only saw a handful of Nebraska games on you know like two or three times a year. I saw them play. I would see them play Colorado and then maybe two other games. But I just loved watching that option offense. And then they got Tommy Frazier in the fold, and it was beautiful to watch. And I've been a Husker fan ever, ever since, and really nobody can call me a bandwagon or a fair weather fan because I've dealt with a fucking lot of losing the last six years. They haven't even made a fucking bowl game in six years, and yet I still remain a diehard fan. So, I, that's, Look, I you mean, picked the wrong that's option, man. What's that? Looks like you picked the wrong option. You should have picked Ohio State. Oh well, you know well, Nebraska. Lou, I, was, I will definitely, yeah. I will definitely say that, you know, I give you shit, but you're right. I mean, no one can say you're not a true fan because I mean, just the fact that you're willing to say proves. Wow. Hey, okay, Lou, what happened to Mickey Joseph, by the way? Where, where's the soundboard with the crickets? I know, right? <laughs> hey. I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of Mickey Joseph getting arrested, I mean, uh, not getting the head coaching job at Nebraska. For... <laughs> oh, I love giving you shit. <laughs> hey, give somebody else some shit there, Josh. And Hey. Who was at the Bengals game and left at halftime on Sunday? Uh, not me. I stayed the whole time. It wasn't halftime. It was the third quarter. Shut the fuck up. 
It was like two minutes into the third quarter. Like, oh, I'm good. I'm oh, tired. that's not oh, I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. Raise your hand if you actually got to get up and leave your house to go to work. Oh, yeah, suck my balls, Mr. I work from home. Yeah. I open a laptop. Oh, don't be mad. Don't be jealous. Oh, I'm oh. jealous. I don't talk shit. Like, I had – I was fucking uh, – I was on my feet running around all Saturday because my high school team had a wrestling tournament. Then I get up. I went and fucking picked your sorry ass up because, I mean, at least I'm reliable to pick you up. I mean. Hey, I paid half the, the tailgate for it. Oh, I'm not, say, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying, I mean, you're going to give me shit for leaving early. I mean, at least I, I came and picked you up. I got your Huh? I got some food. Oh, I know you did. Did I All right. As you all know, when that music hits, we got to open the mystery box. And today's mystery box question is... Let's see. Uh, God, I can't even read this. Um, would you? I mean, if your eyes rather... were open, you probably would be able to read it. <laughs> Dick. Anyway, all right. Which which eighties supermodel would you most want to go on a date with? I think eighties supermodel was that like. Cindy Crawford? What the fuck is this question, dude? Like, I don't even understand who who submitted this question for our mystery box. But what are you, 60? Eight, I was I was like six in the 80s. So, all right. All right. All right. 80s supermodels. Let's pull it up here. I think Claudia Schiffer is one. You got to have. Okay. We got like Christy Brinkley. Paulina Porzakova, Cindy Crawford, L. McPherson as some of the big names. Brooke Shields. All right. Cindy so, Crawford was in the 80s, too, so. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a toss-up between Cindy Crawford and Christine Brinkley. Yeah, I'd, I'd I go gotta, with the same thing, too. I got to agree with you, man. I got to agree that, oh, Cassie Ireland, though, dude. Cassie oh, Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Honestly, between Kathy Ireland and then I'll be honest with you, in in her prime, I was a Brooke Shields fan. Okay. Oof, that's a tough. I I still gotta. I, yeah, I'm I still going with Brinkley and, and Crawford. Cindy Crawford's like the gold standard, right? She's like the gold standard. Yeah. So I I think I gotta go Cindy Crawford as well. I think it's tough, Cindy Crawford and Kathy Ireland. But I, I think well, I, I mean, Cindy Crawford. Go ahead. I mean, the reason why I like Christine Brinkley is just that fucking scene in uh, National Lampoons. Fucking yeah. oh, yeah. in the swimming pool. Yeah. Clark, huh? <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Clark. All right. Let's. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, the Bengals. And the Chiefs game. Um, Looks like Josh and I were right. Calls both coaches in this game. Um, I know that when the Bengals were up fourteen to ten and they were driving, all of a sudden they're in, they're in great position, and then they go to three straight runs, I believe, or two straight runs. They, they abandoned the pass, which had gotten them all the way down the field, and then instead of kicking a field goal on taking the points at 17 to 10, um, you know, they, they decide to go for it and they, and then they don't get it. Um, Kansas city. Well, I, was, I was okay. Uh, I was okay with them going for it, but not a fucking okay. week. It should have been a fucking quarterback sneak. Point yeah. Seven. They were only yeah. a yard, half a yard away. And, I mean, they'd already been – I mean, P. Ryan had been fucking pounding the ball, what, four or five yards a carry um, at this point. And then, I mean, I thought for sure they were going to run it because they'd lined up 
you had uh, Burrow under center. You had P. Ryan actually move up closer to um, Burrow's hip. Uh, I was like, oh, they're going to fucking push him forward. Hey, hey, but, I have a quick question, Mike. Yes. Uh, could you pick a play that Joe wasn't there to watch? <laughs> from the game? The missed field goal? I saw that on the TV. Field goal. The Kelsey fumble? <laughs> saw that on TV. Um, no, so, no. But the other give thing, it up though, to Carlos Dunlap, a former Bengal, for making that play, that stop on that fourth and one. Uh, I, I yeah. literally thought I, – I, w- I was reminiscing about the, the Ravens game when the Bengals went for it on fourth and one on some – gadget play like they tried and yeah. they didn't get the point turn, which ended up costing them the game. So I would say very yeah. I'm like, God damn it. The same thing's gonna happen because it, I, I just knew whoever had the ball last between these two teams was gonna win. Yeah. Luckily it well, was here's the big ball. thing though. I'm shocked. I am shocked that Andy Reid opted to trot Harrison Butker out there to try to tie the game on a 55, 56-yard field goal instead yeah, of going Yeah, that's very forward. conservative for him. That's very conservative for him. Yeah. Oh, because, but, I, I don't know if it's conservative or not because uh, if you would have saw him at warm-ups before the game started, he was shanking those field goals, uh, the 30-yarder field goal. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Way you to pick, thing up, is, pick, pick a – even if he makes that field goal, it's a tie game. And the, and you're giving the Bengals like two minutes, 50 seconds, almost three minutes left in the game to go down the field. So even if, even if he goes for it and he makes it, the Bengals are getting the ball with plenty of time to go down the field. The, if he goes for it on fourth down and he gets it and they eat up a little bit more clock and the Chiefs go in and score a touchdown – all of a sudden now that you're giving the Bengals less time to go down the field and try to try to get points. I, I, I don't know. I Both teams, uh, I thought the Bengals really had them on the ropes early when they were up 14-3, to and they kind of let them back into the game, um, which you can't really do with the Chiefs. But, uh, you know, again, it was a close game decided by uh, three points, and – it, it's going to be interesting should we meet them again in the playoffs, which as things stand right now, we would most likely meet them in, we would most likely meet them in the divisional round and not the, you know, and not the AFC championship if things hold as they're going. So um, should, should Burrow be getting MVP consideration? You know, you know, when they talk around the league of MVP candidates, they're all talking about Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, but I don't hear Burrow getting much love for MVP. No, I think um, the first four games of the season he struggled, and I think that's the yeah. reason why. But you know he's second in the league in passing right now. He has. Yeah, no, I get it. I think uh, a lot of it is because that them couple bad games that he had at the beginning of the year, he struggled and. I mean, yeah. he just wasn't ready to, to start playing, and it showed the first two games of the season, and, you know, that hurts in consideration. But Jalen Hurts, does. absolutely, probably the front runner, big time. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess so, just because of how well the Eagles are doing right now. But the Eagles have also, they've played a pretty soft schedule. I mean, if you look at, the Eagles, other, I mean, they did just beat the pants off. Um, you know, they held Derrick Henry in check, and, and they they beat the Brakes off of Tennessee, who's a who's a pretty good team. But other than that, I mean, they beat Minnesota early in the year. They beat Dallas when Dak Prescott, I think, was just coming back, or it might have been a Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys team. I can't remember. And then they beat Pittsburgh, Houston. The Colts, Green Bay, there's on their schedule of their 11 wins, currently three of those 11 wins have winning records at this time. So not exactly. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts is also top five. 
Jalen Hurts is also top five in rushing touchdowns. He's fifth. Yeah. He's got nine on the year. I mean, he's he's played very good. He's been a great quarterback. I I just I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see the stretch against the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys again. They got the Giants twice. Cowboys again is going to tell a lot because the Giants are are a pretty good team. Dallas is playing at a really high level. So we'll see. I mean, if Philadelphia ends the season like you know. 14 and 3 or 15 and 2. Yeah, I mean, give it up, but I I don't know if the Eagles have it to to win the Super Bowl because I just don't think they've had that competition. They they haven't faced no, a I really believe tough schedule. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know if that's going to be a part of it because their toughest game is going to be Dallas, right? Yeah. I don't think they're I think the NFC's whack. They're they're not very good. Then you got the NFC West. Who are they going to have there? We don't even know who San Fran's quarterback is going to be right now with Jimmy G. It, it, might, it, it might be Baker Mayfield. It might be What's Baker that? Mayfield, or it could be it could be Brock Purdy. Baker Mayfield or Brock Purdy. They're, they say stay with the seventh round pick. Yeah, but still, that I mean that still it's going to take time for them to whoever the gel. So yeah. I mean, I think it's down to the Eagles and Dallas as the Super Bowl favorites now. Probably. Minnesota still has this outside shot. They got the weapons on offense. But, I mean, after getting fucking murdered by Dallas on national television, that was, I mean, that's hard to get that out of people's minds. By the way, I, I, Sam's got to eat a lot of crow. Because on this very show, when Sam and I first started, on this very show, he said that Nick Sirianni was a terrible hire hire for the Eagles, that he was going to be a complete failure in Philadelphia because of his lack of coordinator experience and not a huge head coach, uh, not a lot of coaching experience. Uh, all he's done is take the Eagles to the playoffs in year one and then has them at 11-1 and one so far in his second season. So that's a freezing cold take that Sam had, that Nick Sirianni was going to be a terrible head-pitching hire. With a quarterback, they questioned that was even going to be any good to actually take a team anywhere, right? Right, anywhere. There's right. always yeah, questions about Dylan Hurts. Oh, he's really not a starter. We're, we're going to have to draft a quarterback here within a year. I mean, Jalen Hurts, give that man all the credit in the world. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. He's always had people say, oh, he's not all that, he's not all that. Dude's legit. Dude's a, dude's a fucking legit quarterback. He absolutely is. He, well, he's also got a good head on his shoulders, man. You know what I mean? Like, I just we'll, – we'll see uh, what the Eagles can do. I, I personally, though, I think the AFC is so stacked with really good teams that – it's hard for me to imagine that Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, if they make if one of those three comes makes it to the Super Bowl, that they can't beat someone from the NFC. No, I think they can. Either one of them teams will be yeah. able to win. Now so, somehow guys, Miami gets there. Guys. Yeah, Miami though. Miami's a then NFC teams can beat them. If somehow Miami that. creeps up into the... Con- yeah. Go ahead, you Mike. Think, like, Dallas yeah. could, handle, could handle Miami? I mean, we saw it. Yeah, the I Niners think so. Handled Miami last night. My, the, yeah. the Niners, Brock Purdy beat the Dolphins yesterday, so... Yeah, yeah. Um... Let's see here. What do we got here? Uh, well, we saw the Eagles thrash the Titans. Yeah, I mean the Titans. I don't. I don't know what happened in that game. I feel like the Titans lost Traylon Burks after his touchdown, and they couldn't. They didn't have anybody else that they could throw the ball to. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what that, happens when honestly, you trade away your number one receiver. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Absolutely tearing it up this it year, is, by the way. 
the Vikings team did it. The Vikings traded away Stephon Diggs, then drafted Justin Jefferson. Uh, but Jefferson's just on a whole other planet, man. He's on a whole other planet. Did, did they have one year together? Did they have one year together or no, Mike? No, they, no, they didn't have one year together. Diggs was traded for a first-round pick, and that first-round pick, I believe, turned out to be Justin Jefferson. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Jefferson's just on a whole other level. He's kind of – Diggs is really good. He's a very good receiver and a very good offense. I think pound for pound, though, I'm still taking Justin Jefferson over him. Justin Jefferson. Oh, absolutely. Like, off point oh. So who's the better receiver between uh, Jefferson and Chase? I still think it's Jefferson, man. I love Chase. I think Chase is a very good player. But if you take away Chase's ability to beat you on the deep play and you get you take away and you don't let him get the ball and, you know, something, the biggest mistake is Teams will take away that deep ball, but then they they play five yards off of him and let him get the ball in space, and then he uses his speed to run by you. I don't think Chase can make the physical catches that Jefferson can make in traffic, and I think that's what sets Jefferson apart is his body control and his ability to go up and make – like what, that catch he made against Buffalo oh, with, like, three defenders around him, and he caught it with, what, one hand? I just I think I think Justin Jefferson is the best receiver. Jamar Chase is is up there. Um, I would you know I think the top top four are Jefferson, Cup, um, Diggs, and Chase. And with uh, Tyreek Hill is is also good, but he's limited in what he can do. Whoa, I don't whoa, think whoa. So you're, you're, take, you're, you're forgetting you're one thing though, Mike. Uh, oh, and Devontae Adams, too. That's – ah, fuck, yeah. I forgot Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, so, so, Mike, you have, what, you have you... one more thing, Mike. Okay. If if you gave Justin Jefferson Joe Burrow, think about that. So far, he's yeah. got Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, which is, he, again, average. Average. Yeah. He's an average quarterback. Average. Average quarterback. Yeah. I mean – Honestly, you give Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow, what numbers is he putting up right now? Yeah, it, it, it would be nice uh, to see those numbers. He would be putting up Randy Moss, Tampa Bay, or uh, not Tampa Bay, Randy Moss, New England numbers. Patriots. That first year yeah. where he had like 2,000 yards receiving almost and 23 touchdowns. Or like a Calvin Johnson year with like 1,900 yards and whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so uh, some of the uh, big news has been Deion Sanders has made his way from the historically black university, uh, Jackson State. He's going to take over Colorado's uh, head coaching job. So I, I couldn't get the audio. I couldn't get the audio to download once again. I I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to try to mess with some stuff. But, but Deion Sanders met with the team, and he was pretty blunt about it. So I'm going to – I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But he basically was like, you know, there's certain positions here that I don't, I don't need because uh, I, I brought my own luggage. And, and he's like, some of y'all just better hit the transfer portal now. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, you got to get – you're not going to replace the entire fucking football team. So you got to get buy-in from guys that are there already. And I, I feel like Deion Sanders, here's the thing. He's going to put, he's going to be able to recruit, but will he be able to win consistently? Is he going to be able to win, uh, you know, Granted, the Pac-12 is not going to be very good in a couple of years when USC and UCLA leave. But I just, I just wonder, also, how long is he going to be at Colorado? Like, if he, if he goes into Colorado and in three years averages nine, ten wins a season for a program that's been struggling to win three wins a year, is he going to go? If, if, if 
a big job opens up, like let's say Oklahoma opens up or Florida State or the Hurricanes or, you know, Alabama even, does he, he's not not staying at Colorado long term. It's not a long term. That's not the end point for him. There's no way. Um, But I, I I don't know if his stick is going to work. Colorado also has extremely high admissions standards uh, for academics. I don't know if the same players he pulled into Jackson State, if if he's going to be able to pull in the same players at Colorado due to admission standards. So I don't know, man. I I, I, I got a lot of my friends, I think Josh included, and Ratliff and Tommy and Greenleaf all gave me a bunch of shit because they thought that Nebraska should have went out and hired Deion Sanders, and maybe they should have, and maybe Deion Sanders will be make Colorado a powerhouse again, but I, I think he's more substance. I think he's more style than substance. I, I don't, it just, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, hey, Mike, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, um, does Nebraska have high uh, academic standards as well? I mean, no, not comparatively. Not like Wisconsin does. Not like for does like Colorado, Wisconsin, you know, Stanford. Um, Vanderbilt, Northwestern. Uh, there's a few other schools. Duke. Uh, some of the, some of these Power Five schools for football have pretty high admission standards relative relative to the rest of their conference. Dude, so maybe Dion would have done better, maybe in Nebraska. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's that? What doesn't matter? So we all know they're getting people to take their tests for them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Come on, that's just how big Other programs have. They've been paying these kids millions yeah, of dollars for years, and and now they legally can do it with the NIL. They've been taking their, these fucking kids' tests their whole fucking career. I mean, you look at the o- Ohio State linebacker, uh, probably about fifteen years ago, dumber than a fucking box Captain of rocks. That Captain Moyer. That yeah. was more than 15 years ago. That was like 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was dumber than shit. Couldn't fucking read. But he got into Ohio State and passed. Got a degree. Come on. He's I mean, that happens at basketball too, right, Mike? I mean, Derrick Rose, Memphis. Yeah, exactly. Every motherfucker. You see that on my shoe? It says Adidas. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, do you guys think Deion Sanders is going to work in Colorado? Do you? I mean, I, I honestly, though, do you guys see him being at Colorado for longer than four years? No. I mean, I, I was reading a thing, an article, that they said the average coach at a place is 3.7 years. So that should tell you something about these college coaches. Either A, you don't produce right away, you're going to get fired. Or if you do, then you're going to be at a big school and a big program. So you're going to be moving up. I I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Dion's trying to build a resume to to somehow get to the NFL. So he's going to be moving. I don't think he works as an NFL head coach. I, I think his I mean, I don't, better I, in college. Again, yeah. Because in the NFL, like in college, you can get away with being a great recruiter and just building up a solid, a really good staff around you. But in the NFL, you can't – you don't do the picking. The GM does the picking. You have to be a good X's and O's guy. Urban Meyer has never been a good X's and O's guy and be able to design an offense and make adjustments. He's always just had the best players because he's a phenomenal CEO, phenomenal recruiter. But Urban Meyer was a complete flame in the NFL because these guys that are the best coaches in the NFL that really succeed in the NFL, they're X's and O's guys because they have no control over their roster. The GM is making all the draft picks. Now, do the coaches have some input to the draft? Sure they do. But if a GM 
like this guy better than the guy that coach really likes, the GM's ultimately going to have the final say in the draft. So I, I just think to be a successful NFL coach, you got to be someone that that is a grinder, someone that is a can make adjustments, someone that does X's and O's real well. And no, no I, I completely I, agree with you. I agree. I I agree with you on that completely. But Dion has the. You know, I've played in the league before, and not even just not like a practice squad, you know, not a starter for one, two years. He was a star in the league. I, yeah, I think he's I trying think to come at it from a different angle, even as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think Sam's but, right. I think he had in his uh, resume to get into college, but he's doing it the right way. He, st- he started, hey, I'm going to start at the lowest level and work my way up to get an NFL job. So I think, I, I think Sam's 100% correct on that one. I mean, he might go as a DC or, like, he might be cornerback coach for, and, and even use that as a stepping stone to move up. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if he wants to coach in the NFL, that if, if he does, let's say, in, like, four years, get jobs all for a job, I, I don't think it's going to work out well for him. It's not like the NBA where if you were a previous player, you turn out to be a really usually a pretty good head coach. And we've seen a lot of legendary players try to be head coaches, not work out at all. Michael Terry comes Blame to mind. Yeah. As, as one of them. Um, and there's, there's been other, um, you know, Jeff Saturday speaking is not of, looking very good of, as the interim coach of the Colts. Speaking of like Jeff Saturday and the Colts, there was a, a little rumor that, uh, Jim Irsay met with uh, Andrew Luck and Jim Harbaugh. Do you think Whoa. that's like something? Do you think like Luck would come back? Dude, Andrew Luck looks player? like he's, he looks no. looks like he fixed his laptops for a living right now. I, no, yeah, I don't think does. Luck would come back. Fight. I think it's what I'm what I'm saying is, do you think that's yeah. going to lead to Harbaugh taking over the head coaching job for the Colts next year? I don't There's know. no way Luck Andrew coming look back. Like, like for. Luck, 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 body, he's lost so much weight. Like Sam said, he looks like he works at the Geek Squad for Best Buy. I'm not I'm not talking about Luck coming back at all. I'm saying okay. Jim Ursay and Andrew Luck putting on a full-court press for Jim Harbaugh oh. to come be the head coach for the Colts next year. I don't what know. What say does Andrew Luck have in, in, in the process? Him. We yeah, all know what, the process. What, ain't no process. Well, here's my thing. If I'm a successful head coach, if I'm a successful head coach, whether it's at college or wherever, I am not taking an NFL job that doesn't have a quarterback because that is the quickest way for me to guarantee that I don't have a fucking job in a couple of years because the Colts, don't have a quarterback and yeah they might one in the draft but they're not going to have a top two pick it doesn't look like they're not going to be in the cj stroud bryce young sweepstakes that means they got to take the leftovers of will levis and whoever the fuck else is out there um that you saw with matt rule and the panthers he came into carolina they didn't give him a fucking quarterback frank Reich, who's a Fantastic head coach got one year of Andrew Luck, and then he retired. And then they gave him Jacoby Brissett, broken Phillip Rivers, uh, fucking Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. They never gave him a young quarterback in his prime. Um, Nick Saban. And, and Harbaugh had had uh, Alex Smith when he was uh, when he went to San Francisco, right? He already had he had Alex Smith on the team, right? He had Alex he Smith, did, yeah, and then they Alex drafted Smith. Colin Kaepernick. And Kaepernick, right. what, ended up taking the job? Yes, he did, so, late in the season. And and you know Harbaugh. Harbaugh no, but, can't but Alex up, Smith got hurt, too. Alex Smith got hurt. What? He didn't just lose yep. the job. Well, yeah. he got oh, hurt, that's and then right. they, right. they kept it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Harbaugh went there knowing that there was a competent quarterback there. First-round pick. Game right. manager, if you right. want to call it. Well, Alex, Alex yeah, Smith I mean, was Alex, never anything until until Harbaugh got there, though. You're right, though. Yeah, Alex Smith had played poorly until Harbaugh got there. But still, 
a lot of these coaches, man, you they take over teams that don't have a fucking quarterback, and and then they're out of the league in three years. They get fired, and it's like, well, you never gave me a quarterback. The Panthers had three opportunities under Matt Rule to give them a quarterback, and they never did. They drafted J.C. Horn instead of Justin Fields, and they drafted another cat before uh, over another quarterback. So uh, I think, uh, what was it, the 2021 NFL draft, uh, was that the year Justin Fields went, right? Uh, Fields went in 2021. They didn't take the quarterback. Yeah. They took, yeah, they took J.C. Horn when Justin Fields and, and Mac Jones, Fields and Mac Jones were both still on the board. And here in 2022, the Panthers opted uh, for an offensive tackle uh, at number six instead of, t- instead of trying to take uh, possibly Pickett there or even trading down a few spots and then trying to get Pickett a little bit later in the draft. Uh, even I, I, uh, before that. I, I wouldn't have got any of these quarterbacks out of this draft. I, I, it was okay. a very weak quarterback class. So you might as well tank for another year and, and see what's coming up. And I think that's kind of what Carolina was doing and banking on. Okay. Well, but then they, but even if they were banking on on tanking this year, knowing that they wanted to get a quarterback, they still fired their head coach. You cannot win when you get leftovers, leftover stew of fucking PJ Walker, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold. You just can't. They were already flame out at their previous spots. You're not going to win with that. So, I. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. If I'm if I'm Jim Harbaugh, this reminds me of that Arizona. Football. This reminds me of that Arizona team that had Josh Rosen for one year, and and they canned the coach right after that. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. You, you don't think if uh, Kingsbury opens that wallet up and go here, I'll, I'll give you ten million a year, twelve million a year. You don't think he'd he'd jump at that? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting. I mean, we'll he wants to get. Oh. Obviously, he wants to get back in the NFL because he was. He could have got Does that. Uh, get back to Minnesota job last year. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know if he wants to go to the NFL at all or not. I, I think at Michigan, dude, Michigan, he's now beat Ohio State twice. Um, he's got them in the college football playoffs. Uh, they're going to play TCU. Um. They, they might get by TCU, and then they might have to face Ohio State or Georgia in the national title game. If it's Georgia, they're going to get the break speed off of them. I, I hate to say not it. Necessarily. But, um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. not look good in I a few of them games this year. Yeah, I'd bet my left nut on it that uh, Georgia would beat Michigan by at least 14-plus points. Um, but anyways, I digress. I, I just think there, you know, He's pretty much set, um, you know, I, th- they would have to really struggle for him to be fired. Um, fans wanted him fired during 2020, during the COVID year, because right. they exactly. played so badly. But but then he's rebounded nicely these last two years, and I, I think he's set there. I mean, I, from what I heard, his stick kind of rubs people the wrong way at the NFL, um, you know, and he has no control. Once again, he has no control of who who the players are on his team for the most part. So we'll see. We shall see what happens with Harbaugh. But I think he's staying at Michigan. I, I think the Colts, if they were smart, they'd go get a young offensive mind, uh, somebody uh, to come in there, and, and then they would have to draft the quarterback. They're going to have to either go – go trade for one or they're going to have to go try to draft one. And I, but the problem is the Colts are probably going to be picking around anywhere between seven to 10, seven to 10 this year. And I, I just don't think that guy's going to be there uh, for them. So who fucking knows? Um, Mike, there are some outliers in, in coaches making decisions on draft picks, right? So like your Bill Belichick, even Sean McVay has a say in who gets yeah. drafted. But that's, uh, that I mean, that's case? too far. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, Sean McVay's not doing the drafting. Um, Bill Belichick is the GM for the Patriots, so he is doing the drafting. But there's not very many coaches that can handle GM and head coaching duties. It usually turns out to be a shit show, like we saw with Bill, Bill O'Brien in Houston. 
Bill O'Brien was winning division and making the playoffs nearly every single year until he became GM of Houston Texans, and then it all just fucking imploded on him. So I, that's somebody that I think is going to be up for a head coaching job uh, real soon. Honestly, if I'm the Colts, why not call Bill O'Brien? He's familiar with the division. He coached the Texans for eight years. Um, he he got out. He he made the playoffs with what's the dude's name that used to be it? Matt Schaub. He made the playoffs with fucking Matt Schaub a couple of years. Uh, hey, Andre Johnson. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, but Bill O'Brien had a great defense though too. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's true, but. You can't tell me that Bill O'Brien was a lousy coach. Not, not I mean, he, he made the playoffs, I think, I mean, in Houston like four I mean, times. when you trade away some of your best players and you get rid of everything, all your draft picks, I mean, that's no, pretty But he fun. did that after that's becoming out. a GM, though. He did that after becoming a GM. No, I, exactly. He's offensive line coach for Alabama, right? No, he's their offensive coordinator. Yeah, oh, OC. Okay, so... So that's even better, though. I mean, his his background uh, with the run game, he's always built up the run game wherever he goes. So he built that up in Houston while he was there. It might be good for John. Yeah, Taylor. he made a name out of – what's that running back, Arian Foster? Arian Foster, Arian yeah, Foster. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to – Yahoo fans with Arian Foster one year. Yeah, imagine, imagine what he could do with Jonathan Taylor. I'm just – Curious. All right, guys. We got about 12, 12 minutes left. I want to go to the other football, soccer, as we call it here in the United States. The World Cup is now in the knockout stage, uh, the knockout round stage of the tournament. The United States got blitzkrieged by the Dutch and are out. But I, I, you know the thing is, soccer is incredibly popular around the world. But in the United States, even though it has a following and it's gotten more popular in the last 15 years, I don't think it's ever going to get over that hump in America because why? I watched a couple World Cup games, and I enjoy the World Cup, but there's nothing more boring than seeing a team go to a 0-0 draw. Or even like watching after a team 90 win. Minutes, after 90 minutes. After 90 minutes, yeah. And they go after, to zero, after zero 95 draw, or even to like 100 minutes. Hey, See, the reason why, the reason why I like soccer, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say the, the reason why I like soccer is because, I mean, outside of the World Cup, there are some, uh, you know, cool matches to watch the English Premier League, uh, even the Spanish League. You have some superstars playing. Yeah. So those are the exciting ones to watch. I won't watch it on the regular, and I don't think in the U.S. with there's too many sports. There's baseball, basketball, football, too many sports to focus on for people to be like, all right, let me pick up uh, soccer as a hobby now to watch. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think the U.S., you're probably going to look another 20 years before they're ready to actually compete for a World Cup. So, but I give them that. I mean, people's attention spans aren't there, Josh. Like, you, you watch the game, they sit there and pass the ball back and forth at midfield for 10 minutes. Or, like, they'll I finally do. get in the scoring position and then they'll cross the ball and somebody will head it out and then it's going the other direction. And you just, what you know, where's there's no there's not enough consistent action to keep people's attention, at least with, like, hockey. They're constantly skating and they're taking shots on goals and there's big hits, even though, you know, there's hockey games that end, like, four to, you know, like end, end like, two to nothing or one to nothing sometimes. Hockey's still got more action. Soccer, it's just no, I get that, but you start looking at what – as a parent, you look, at, you look at what parents are doing. I mean, you could kind of say that about baseball, too. You could have a 0-0 game all the way to the seventh inning. That's pretty exactly. fucking boring. No, what exactly. I'm saying is, is why you start – Go ahead, Josh. I'll cut you off. Go ahead. As you look, look at what parents are doing. They're not putting their kids in football really too much anymore. Soccer has been blowing up for kids. So, trust me on that. It, it, it's going to take time, but soccer will get bigger in the U.S. It's slowly getting there because these younger kids have been playing soccer for five, six, seven, eight, nine years now. You know, it's well, going to get big, 
it's just taking it's going to be a slow process for us to catch up to the rest of the world well yeah unless you have some like big names that choose to play in the MLS, right? Lionel Messi is coming to MLS. He's signed with Miami. Yeah, but he's he's 35. He's 35 now. I know. He's 35. Well, it's not even just that, but, I mean, you look at, you know, a lot of people have gotten this mindset that, you know, oh, football's dangerous because of concussions. Well, ironically enough, soccer actually has more concussions than football. That's because they don't have any gear on. I think it's more the jarring hits on, in football. Yeah, have, and plus, they don't have any gear on. They don't have any gear. They have shin guards. That's about it. The stat there, I want to see that stat that shows that there's more concussions in soccer than in in NFL. In Are you calling football. bullshit on that, Mike? <laughs> A little bit, yes. I want to see the stat. <laughs> No, I'm I'm saying parents parents are starting to get weary of their kids playing football. I'm telling you, soccer has yeah. really started to explode over the last, I'll say five to eight years. Ever yeah, since but then you take away, you take away concussions, you take away concussions, and you ha- instead you trade them in for like what torn ACLs, Achilles injuries, broken arms, here we go, bones and the legs. I mean, what would you what would you rather have your kid do? Break their arm or have a head injury. No, I agree. I know I'm agreeing with you, but at the same time, like, is I don't know if that is still gonna make like soccer famous. It'll make it famous when you get like a mega superstar come over to the NFL. Oh yeah, like no, in their I, prime. I'm talking in their prime. I think that's Pulsic right now. Pulsic is gonna be that that guy. Um, so is that other kid, um, Adams. Like that dude was fucking legit. I loved how he was. Uh, uh, the Saudi Arabia or the Iraq Iran guy was trying to go to him and to say, "Oh, you got Black Lives Matter all in the, in the United States," and he's like, "Yeah, we're all different here in the U.S. We we all love each other. It's not a bunch of hate." And uh, it was fucking perfect response to that reporter. Loved every minute of that one. So congrats to that kid for uh, no for not being goaded into that fucking question. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, look up the interview. There's an interview in the I- Iran uh, because he said Iran and it's Iran. And oh. the guy, you guys always say our, our name wrong. It's Iran and not Iran. And he apologized. Oh. I apologize. See, I just learned something else from from you. So, but look <laughs> up that interview. It's actually pretty fucking good. Okay. I think I would have been goaded into saying that's because your country's a piece of shit, so I don't bother to take the time to know. Hey, Mike. Hey, 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 hey. That's a lot of hate, Mike. you about to get uh, yeah, to yeah, that tweet. You're, you're fucking full of hate lately, bro. You must be one of them fucking proud. <laughs> you're going to get us canceled, man. You're going to get us canceled. Hey, Mike, I, just I, so I, you know, I, you're really, really in the I looked it up, and, uh, yeah, I was wrong. Uh Soccer doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I know when I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what? What actually? I was shocked that I'm on the hair on complete concussions, and they were talking about the the leading sports or whatever that uh, lead in concussions, and for youth athletes, 18 years and under. Do you know what? Sport is in the top ten. Cheerleading, wow. cheerleading wow. is in the top ten for concussions. Where does wrestling stand? Where does wrestling stand? Wrestling is number six. It's just behind soccer. Yeah. But Speaking it, of wrestling, so you guys the picture like, that I had, I sent you guys. I saw that Dean Ambrose and Renee Paquette. <laughs> yeah, it, it's John Moxley, right. not Dean Ambrose. Let's get this right. Cincinnati <laughs> Nathan's at the Bengals game telling uh, how bad Patrick Mahomes sucks. Loved every minute of them promos that he had. <laughs> oh, so Jesus Christ. I, I hey. Because he would have fucking flipped out on that. Who? Who would have flipped out on it? My son. He would have been fucking excited oh. as shit. He would have went. Yeah. Hey, is, is it MJF that's calling out UFC fighters? Uh, that's why I'm that. asking you guys. You're you're the the resident the wrestling experts. 
Uh, I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. But, hey, I, can I talk about something real quick? That we only got, like, four minutes to go. And something that I haven't seen a lot about. So I was hoping that Sam, you, or Joe, or Josh could talk to me a little bit. What is this I'm reading about the Twitter censorship files? Uh, so the Twitter censorship files was when, back in 2020 during the election. Uh, apparently the Democrats paid Twitter, the Twitter CEO, Jim Dor- or Jack Dorsey, millions and millions of dollars to censor that Hunter Biden laptop story. Interesting. So, very interesting. So, and and I'd love I did love Elon Musk's uh, back to President Trump about uh, making changes to the Constitution, and Elon Musk literally just said, "The Constitution is is bigger than one president." So shut your mouth. Loved it. Wait, what is what is Trump wanting to change in the Constitution? I don't know exactly what it was. He couldn't pick it's the Bill of Rights. He couldn't pick any other document. He had to pick that one. <laughs> it was, he, he said there's, there needs to be changes in the Constitution, and Elon Musk was like, hey, the Constitution is bigger than just one president, so sorry. I feel so like, just shows you Trump has, like he's not pro-Trump pro like everybody says he is. I don't think Elon Musk is necessarily pro-anybody. He's just kind of an eccentric billionaire. Exactly. I think he's not he's not fully human. I think he's like an alien species of some sort. He might be. He might be right about <laughs> Sam. I don't know if he's from this earth. He's so fucking but, weird, dude. You never know. I mean, this the universe is fucking huge, and I mean, for us to think we're the only fucking people in this whole fucking universe, I mean, that's that's yeah. just a fucking shame. Five years from now, Elon Musk and Kanye West are going to be shooting off to Mars. In, in a Tesla rocket. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I hope that rocket explodes. Imagine if it runs out of charge on the way up. Tesla battery. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Kanye West has lost his goddamn mind. I, I don't know what Jewish... Isn't that your brother from him. another mother? No, definitely not. Definitely I mean, you not. guys are both sending a bunch of hate shit lately. What the fuck? I'm not sending. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being hateful. I'm just being hateful towards Iran, man. Do you know that? Do you know that Iran arrested and tortured their men's soccer team because they lost to the United States? <laughs> Bro, that's just it? the way they do shit out there, man. Dude, <laughs> we're lucky it's not fucking Brazil. Down in South America, they fucking decapitated people for losing games in fucking uh, soccer. They killed, bro. They killed soccer players for losing games, bro. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, that was Pablo Escobar. That was Pablo Escobar. <laughs> hey, Pablo Escobar, Spider Man, Captain America. I don't give a fuck. I mean, when you when you <laughs> kill somebody over a fucking game, you got issues. Yeah. Like you're taking off no. game way too far. Oh yeah, big time issues. Big time issues. With the torturing part, man, I mean uh that that's really fucked up, but that's kinda how they do shit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean but like I said, it's a fucking shithole country. <laughs> well, I mean come at me, Iran. You guys are already hate tweeting me, bro. You, uh, yo, so, so Mike has been getting so many, so many anti hate tweets. Mike, tell him about it. Uh-oh. Dude, I it wasn't even like it wasn't even like anti hate. It was just like I will come find you, you son of a bitch. Uh, there were so many fucking uh, Muslims that from Iran that were just fucking unloading. On me, um, and then there were some people that were like, oh, "That's the first time a man is unloaded on Lou." By the way, Oliver's okay. face. Hey, oh, with Tommy. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you know, any of these people that want to come after me, I gladly say, "Gone." 
So, I don't respect. I don't respect these countries. I just don't. I just like they're so fucking behind in ancient times that. Oh uh, man. Anyways. That's all the time we got. It's been a great Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, I am working on a guest to appear on Friday's show. Um, so we are, hopefully, I'll get confirmation here uh, for a guest for Friday. But uh, other than that, uh, is his name Mohammed? What? Is, the, is his name no, Mohammed? No, not just making sure we don't have we don't have any any uh, Muslims because that's seems like that's uh, a hard if, topic. If you're going to you. say it the right way, it's got it's got to be Muhammad. That's oh, true. Sorry. <laughs> Two O's because you're from the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you, and we'll be back at it on Friday. Take care, everybody. We cover our bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing.